Welcome to the year we started a podcast. It's a podcast board Phoenix-like from the ashes of last year's podcast. I, Nick, am your co-host, Jeff. (laughs) Now that you know who I am, I am the other co-host. That's Nick. Yep, he's Nick. Uh, This is a podcast where we like to take a little bit of time and spend some, well, time uh, focused on the things that are fun and interesting to us and killing the intro every time. Every time Uh, we kick back, though. So that's every good. T- yeah, every time we kick back. And this time I want to kick back and talk about uh, spending some leisure time on some mobile games. Nick, okay, so here's the thing. I don't I think I have talked about in infinite paper clips before. Do you remember us talking you have, about this? I have, real, like, I have this is like so, a reach to like episode three or something ridiculous. Okay, something can like I that. tell you that I downloaded infinite paper clips and I'm afraid to start it? Because I'm afraid of what it's gonna do to me. <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I think infinite paper, infinite paper clips is okay. Uh, you will lose a weekend of your life, uh, but it is a good weekend to lose. But uh, I, for this podcast, downloaded TikTok. I am, I'm aware of how TikTok works. I'm aware of how the algorithm works to the extent that any idiot can be aware of how the algorithm works. I'm not to say that I actually know how to yeah, take yeah, advantage yeah. of that, but. Um, I know how uh, it, how good it is at predicting the things that I find interesting. And one of the ads that I constantly get is mobile games. And the mobile games themselves actually seem quite fun. Not to bad. the extent that I was like, you know what? I'm curious. I want to see what this mobile game is all about. I don't like honestly. I don't even know why I wanted to do it. It was just like this seems fun. This seems like the sort of thing that I'd be interested in. Yeah. So I downloaded it and I opened the game. I did a couple rounds of the thing that it did. And uh, do you want to take a guess, Nick, at what it did after a couple rounds of it that I find gave you gave you a kind nice of big important. advertisement that was loud and you couldn't skip for fifteen or twenty seconds or some crap. <sighs> exactly. But then it got worse. Oh, no. So, you know, we, we live in a world in which you have the pay-to-win stuff, as you are well aware, and that kind of has a negative uh, stipulation as it is. But what this was is like a, a game that had a fun premise, uh, you know, lo- like building up a car, launching it off and on a ramp and launching into a thing where you reach a goal. But the thing that I find absolutely, I feel like I'm living in some sort of ridiculous dystopia is instead of doing a pay to win thing, like where you would pay like, you know, 99 cents or $10 or whatever for X amount of whatever points, you can do whatever upgrade it is, but you just have to to subject yourself to watching like a 60 second video. (laughs) And... I feel I felt like I act and like it also makes it like very accidental that you would click on that and like yeah. I I felt so disgusted. Well, that, you're like, in tech. Do you know what dark patterns are? Have we talked about dark patterns before? We, I don't. Okay, I want to know what dark patterns are. I just I want everybody to know that like I like we've talked about marketing. We've talked about all kinds of things on the show. I've never felt so disgusted by the fact that like I'm playing a, <laughs> a like and we talked about this a little bit in our, our last show. Like I think it was an objectively fun game, but it was so engineered around uh, attention 
and doing something like this, like where pay to win is one thing, like you can choose to not do that and it's not shoved in your face every two seconds. Whereas this was literally every round that you did, you could get even better if you watched an ad. And that feels uh, like like some freaking like Wally level style of like you're you're just a person sitting on a little chair that walks around and watches points or there's other movies I can't even remember the name of the movie but like anyways it's it feels uh, so idiocracy? so wrong idiocracy oh yes idiocracy yes I mean oh my I gosh. don't remember like all of that the ad Rondo the first mutilator. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Idiocracy is the movie I was trying to remember. But yeah, it is like it's so, uh, bad. so like there's okay. Like, I understand. Okay, I, I promise I want to hear what you have to say. But like, no, you're fine. I, I like you. I get it. Like the things that we get for free on uh, on a tech space right now, especially on our phones, is not actually for free. Our attention and our data is the thing that is being monetized. It's just not something that we have to pay for with dollars and cents. But we pay is for it certainly with the sixty seconds of us watching the advertisement. We're paying for it with <laughs> them knowing wh- where we're shopping at while the the game is on in the background and in uh, idle memory or whatever. Exactly, and- e- exactly. And, and the chance for some of the apps is like even more innocent than that. Like you know, they want to get you in on the free version, but then you become reliant upon it, and you're willing to pay the extra amount, which is honestly what I would much rather have. Like if the service is so good that I want to pay for it, like I that is the sort of thing that. I would encourage but like oftentimes the things that are free like let's use facebook as an example the reason why facebook is free is not because they're trying to do it for the good of humanity the data that they mine from that is very 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 valuable and a lot of the things that they do are to try to make sure that you spend as much time provide them with as much data in order to make that as valuable as possible not to be too polarizing but like i like that's just how those sort of services work at least that has the illusion that it's not the case. It just it feels so gross to have yeah. a fun video game. Like, Where like every single time you're like, I could just go again if I just submit I, myself. To I this. I can just watch the sixty second ad and I Ugh. can I can make it go faster or better Ugh. or again without having to pay. It's just like oh this like I feel disgusted. Apparently it's successful because it's out there in the world. It and is. just I feel so gross that that's a thing. But anyways, uh, no. so what's your thoughts on that? Okay, Nick? <laughs> so one this is this is not actually the intro topic. This is the main topic for the day. Um, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're going we're going for a while here um so one i completely agree with you it's weird and like borderline dystopian-esque it's it's like out of i mean idiocracy and wally have it exactly right when i sit there being told how great i don't know laundry detergent is <laughs> on my personal device that i pulled out of my phone to goof around with so that i can be indulged like, like it just feels like it feels sleazy and wrong and awful and like I know that I'm participating in it and I know it's bad and I'm just like, it's okay. You can tell me it's fine. Give me your sales pitch. It's fine. <laughs> and I hate it. But it's also really weird because like, I don't think that, I don't know how you fix it. That's, that's what, that's what really bothers me. I don't know how the hell you freaking fix it because so, okay. If ads were, or it adds, if games were $2 on the app store, if every game that you ever wanted to play was $2 in the app store, I don't think that that is an unreasonable business model. That's how software yeah. has existed in a lot of forms forever. That's how video game software has existed in a lot of forms forever. You, for the most part, 
I mean, there's demos, right? Like, you could put out demo software and stuff, too. But, like, with most video games, in the history of video games, the way that you deal or, like, the way that you find out if you like a video game is you buy it and you try. And if you don't like it, maybe you can return it. But for the most part, you buy it and you try. And that's the reality. It's the same thing with a movie. You don't get to go to, like, a movie and then find out halfway through, like, okay, yeah, I like it enough. I will pay for it. And I think that for whatever, for the millions of reasons, that uh, monetization model has not worked at all for apps there's a million reasons for it most of it's probably just that we're entitled and we would rather like can i can I, can I interrupt because yeah. uh, so uh, i i i feel so passionately that i wish that that would work out like and i'm i'm heartbroken that it doesn't because like nick okay so th- this episode is brought to you by fitbod okay i the fitbod <laughs> is an app that does like workout <laughs> like programming stuff and like like keeps track of the things that you've done and the areas that you've worked out uh, weightlifting wise I think it's a fantastic app. I've paid like a hundred dollars or whatever it has been over the past year or so. And yeah. I've like, I, if I could pay three times that I would like, it is such a great app. Like I have a to do app that I would do the same thing for. Like yep. I, the, I, I, I want to, I want to pay so much money to make sure that this continues to be developed because it's so good. I wish that that was the sort of thing that was like the norm, but it's like the exact opposite. The things that are continually like getting developed and popular are like things that can keep your attention the longest and trick you into looking apparently at flipping ads. I don't know. It's like, it's like the things that are unintentionally good are the things that are popular and the things that I would love to like intentionally spend money on are the things that are not uh, it's, it, the the balance is backwards I, and I, I, I feel bad I about agree. it. I also I, it frustrates me too when I do pay for a product and I still know that they're still selling my data in the background. It just bugs me. I'm like you, are, oh, for sure you already yeah. get my money. <laughs> you already get it. Leave it alone. Yeah. But no man it's it's completely true. Completely completely true. And there's um I I I don't like being on subscription models for every little service and thing out there, but like software as a service, as a subscription service is usually okay if it's, if it's a worthwhile enough service. I I don't want to do that for every freaking game that I download, but at the same time, but you know, I I wouldn't have done that for, you know, a final fantasy game in the nineties either. So I don't think that's being like hypocritical at the same time. I would pay for like an office suite subscription because like, you know, okay, cool. Or like, you know, artists use freaking Photoshop subscriptions because it's like the most necessary, awesome thing. And to your, your point, I have a subscription to Strava, which is just a a cycling, like tracking app that like tracks your miles, your whatever. Right. And it's the the same. I'm sure that the, what do you say with Fitbot or whatever? I'm sure it's the same thing. Like I, I use it so often that like I can justify it. And if you can't, if it's the kind of software that you're not going to use so often that you can justify it, just make it a flat freaking rate and it should give enough of a value proposition that it pays for itself. It doesn't have to be this weird ass relationship. It doesn't have to be terrible. There's like, it's, this model has worked in other forms before. Apps are not that different from the from other software. They're just no, not. No, yeah. I mean, it has worked for a very long time. So Nick, I want to ask you, um, because maybe I'm different and I'm uh not the norm but what is your threshold that you would be willing to pay a dollar or two to not have ads on a particular app like what, uh, I, how, how good would it need to be in order to not have them so this is basically like and this is probably uh 
partially because of my like conviction about this topic and like my, the fact that I think about this topic a lot and get annoyed at this topic like personally um I will usually play a game if it has like a free and a, a two dollar version or a five dollar version where you get rid of the ads I will usually play a game for like five or ten minutes do one or two ads and say oh you know what I could see this game being cool without ads it's that's good enough and like I have probably done that to games that I've only put in a couple hours or an hour or two or something into and like I still think that's worth it Two hours of uninterrupted fun is still worth $5, right? Like, I would still go to a movie for $5. So, like, yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, a freaking uh, a bubble game on your phone is not as good <laughs> as, good okay, as a so movie. Not, not, not games, but, like, let's use, like, okay, we do podcasts, Nick. Uh, believe yeah. it or not, we've done this I, for I, darn I, near I half my, a year. I, I would pay for my podcast, uh, my podcast aggregating app that saves that just all it really does compared to Spotify. I, I know you know this, but like all it really does is compared to Spotify for me is skip through uh, white noise and mm-hmm. uh, the dead sound and crap. That's the one that skipping. you turn me on. Yeah. I would hundred percent pay a subscription service for that, that app. I do okay. not, I don't think it would need to be on a subscription service for most people, but I a hundred percent would. And I don't use that much software, but all like the same thing applies. I, I subscribe to Spotify premium. Um, I actually have, thought about not because i don't listen to that much music but you know i subscribe to uh spotify premium yeah my my barrier for willingness to buy the ad free version of a thing is like if it takes more like if it takes two percent of my screen or two percent of my time (laughs) it's like it is so low like i have like a trigger or a hair trigger for that sort of thing like my i've had the ad free youtube stuff from the second that they made that available all of my (laughs) podcast uh aggregators that i've used both on android and now on iphone like i whatever the dollar amount is that they want from me i will happily do it same like even for my weather app like i i just i don't want to be spammed by ads flipping <laughs> constantly like it's worth like a couple bucks to throw at these companies and like i i like the thing that they're providing and yep. i so dislike the constant bombardment of ads i my, my uh threshold for paying people to not see more ads <laughs> is like is so so low because like at the end yeah. of the day nick we see it constantly like our, on our life inundated with ads it's completely true our life is inundated with ads and our opinions are inundated by algorithms and i like the the whole genesis of this pot whole genesis of this podcast is to you know spend more time on things that are fun and interesting and like man the Let's things that it. are more able to be influenced by algorithms are just very, very often not fun or interesting. So I Jeff, think it's a money well spent. On, on a scale of everything to everything, what stuff do you think is more fun and interesting than being in front of an ad? Oh man, that, I mean, ads are so great. Like they're I, so great. They're so, so great. great. Um, so on, uh, like, what's uh, on a funnier note with ads? Uh, you said about ad for YouTube. My TV, I don't log into my TV, so I still get like mobile or I still get ads on uh, my TV because uh, I don't want to have like the same uh, like recommendations and all that mm-hmm. crap on there. Anyways, the point being that uh, the other day, Jen and I were watching stuff and um, it, it like the three ads that I got in a row, one was for like some reality TV show. It like, wasn't c- keeping up with, or, like, with the Kardashians and it wasn't like Real Housewives, but it was like a, a some reality TV show uh, a la... Um, 
uh, you know, Housewives of Beverly Hills or whatever, followed by a uh, a dishwasher tablet ad, followed by a really long Super Soaker ad. And hmm. I think that YouTube's really got me nailed down. That's hmm. yeah. <laughs> really got me nailed down. That, that, that That's sounds the other right. Thing. I don't understand how these things work. You just give me the worst ads of all time. When I play freaking ga- mobile games, the ads they give me are for like really trashy other mobile games. I'm not going to interrupt playing one of these games to go play a like really crappy, like obviously ha- not how the ad like d- displays it freaking mobile game. And okay, I will but get that Nick, same Nick, mobile game but Nick, 100 Nick. times. One hundred times, Nick. Do you now yeah. own a Super Soaker, though? I mean, okay, I own like seven. I, uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay, we need to move on. Um, <laughs> as much Bye. as I would like to talk about Bye. how screwed we are, um, I would like to talk about. It is now, Nick. If you look about, uh, well, I mean, flipping California people. It's been freaking nice out for the last I don't know how long. Um, but Comes for us, us here in the flyover country. It is starting to get a little bit nice. And this happens to me every single year. And mm-hmm. it is a thing where uh, it's b- it's been a little bit cold and a little bit windy, a little bit bad. And then we have the weekend where it's like 70, 80 degrees, eight mile an hour wind, which is basically calm for us. <laughs> um, and there's like a pent up demand of all the things to do outside. I can't remember what I've said on the podcast or not, but basically I have a huge fence project that has become huger. I need to spend a lot of time outside. But what the reason why I mentioned this is I, in in this kind of a, this week I hurt myself segment every single year. There is a first time where it's super, super nice with a lot of super, super important things to do outside. And I forget that sunscreen is a thing and that the sun is a thing. <laughs> and I become a flipping tomato. Even though like like I like I got uh I have both uh American Indian blood in my body and I have I didn't uh, know that. like India like Indi Indian from India. I don't know what the right way to say that is. Um on well, my the- Grandfather the right side. way, I, I don't want to be. I, I swear, I'm not being a jerk or preachy or anything, but I think the right way to say it is to say uh, Native American blood and then Indian blood. <laughs> so I have uh, Indian blood, uh, like not the like not not the Native American type. Uh, Wait, really? How do I not know <clears throat> this? What the heck, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, and I also have the the Native American type as well. So like I have like, but you're still pasty and you're still pasty and unfortunately not immune to the sun unfortunate well i so here's the thing like i i tan fairly well because of uh heritage on my grandfather's side but i uh if i don't plan accordingly and we're in this time where it's super nice there's like invariably the day the first day that this happens in the year that i go outside and i do a ton of stuff uh working outside and i am absolutely burned to a crisp uh Thankfully, this year I <laughs> caught it on pretty quickly because I had to break it up into two different times where I was working outside. Uh, but yeah, is there any equivalent to this in California, or do you, are you just aware that the sun exists all uh, year round? Yeah, no. So the thing is, is that like, so Kansas heat, and I'm not tra- not going to ever take away from Kansas heat because I was there in the summer and I remember having to change like four times during the day because of everything we did, no matter what we did, is like, oh, do you want to go outside for half a second and then you're covered in sweat because it's just just <laughs> it's just brutal there. It, it does when get it, to be that way. Yeah, but like, so I feel like. Kansas heat, uh, Kansas heat doesn't have the intensity of the sun of like a really sunny desert day in California. And so like 
for me, as somebody who's most of my exercise is outside, I don't really have to use sunscreen in the winter. And then there's a day where it's like, oh, what a beautiful, nice 85 degree day. And oh my God, I was out for 30 minutes. How could I possibly have this much burned skin? And it's it's completely this, the same thing. Like it's just, it gets from pretty sunny to brutally sunny in like a day. And yes, uh, I am completely with you there. I, uh, I definitely have had a really, really burned neck uh, earlier this year. And I, so like the clothes I wear to, to, to ride bikes are not like always the same ones. So I have like four different kinds of tan lines on my body. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not graceful. The whole like, oh, look at this, this beach, this uh, beach bound freaking California surfer guy. That's not Nick. That's not me who's like perfectly tan all over. Nope. Just some places darker than others. It's not good. <laughs> I do have a pretty cool uh, watch tan line right now. Uh, your okay. story reminded me. So, oh gosh, it's probably been 10 years uh, or so, give or take. Uh, maybe not quite that long. But I have been in a wedding in Phoenix, Arizona in Oof. June. Oof. Uh, so... Uh, I will say I I do understand where you're going with that because I do remember going out at like 11 p.m. and it was still like 95 degrees out despite the fact that it was dark and it was like the most (laughs) bizarre thing ever. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh, this is so terrible. Right, like Uh, there's like you can see the heat radiating off the sidewalk kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like as a person, I mean, I'm a sweaty person here in Kansas, but like, man, you put me in a tuxedo in the middle of like 110 degree heat uh, in midday Arizona uh, in the summertime. It's it's not a pretty picture. Okay, uh, one more thing that I have planned. Well, we have some quote unquote unplanned topics off uh, if we need them, but. I want to talk to you, Nick, about uh, something that I found kind of a funny story, but also kind of disturbing about, and maybe not disturbing, but like more of a, I don't really understand how people dealt with this back in the day. Yeah. Uh, So my daughter is uh, two years old and uh, she is very attached to my wife, uh, probably a bit of a byproduct of the pandemic, a lot of things going on these days. That's weird. Uh, but yeah, who who would have known? But the the hard part of that, like the byproduct of that, is going to a doctor or a dentist appointment or whatever is kind of difficult because she's so tied to her that uh, you know it makes doing the actual dentist things or doctor things a little bit difficult. So I have uh, been the person who we've kind of planned on taking her to doctor appointments and dentist appointments because you know, I, I'm, I'm cool dad, but I'm not, uh, you know, the person that she feels so obligated to cling to. And it's gone, it's gone fairly well. Anyway, so we were going to the dentist or two year dentist appointment. And uh, I, our plan was, I was going to go to the dentist with Alice and we were going to go do our thing. And then Katie was going to come and take uh, her home along with my son who was hanging out in the car with her. Uh, And that way I would be able to go on to my day job, uh, which was that basically to save me like an hour of driving back from (laughs) the dentist to my home back to work. We, that was the plan. We went to the dentist, me and Alice went really, really fast, a lot faster than expected. And she did super good, a couple of things, but like, otherwise like really, really good. Like it went really quickly. Uh, And then I went out to my car 
and it was a little bit ahead of time. So I was like, or actually quite a bit ahead of time of what we were expecting. So I was wondering, like, you know, I need to let Katie know uh, that, like, I'm done. She was originally planning to go to Starbucks to get us some stuff. What happened, though, was she forgot her phone at home. And we were done early, and I have a two-year-old daughter Hold now on. in my car. I don't, who is, I don't understand that conceptually. So it's not attached to her at all times from for the last like eleven years. She, she, how, how does one apparent, forget it? At home? Apparently, that's a possible thing to do. Did she I hyperventilate? Also, is she okay? I I also had questions of her sanity and well-being, um, <laughs> but she forgot her phone at home. So we got done early. Two-year-old in the car. I have no way to contact my wife. She is planning to go get coffee and like so try to kill out. some time. I I started to leave and then realized like I what 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 can I what can I what can I do? <laughs> like just, I, I can't, just I can't literally go hang home. Out. My wife will think I'm dead. Yeah, I mean that that's what it ultimately turned out to be is like I literally just have to sit here until my wife like lollygags her way on in even though like I've, i i could have like dropped my daughter off and coffee and been back to work uh, way ahead of this time i but, really like, like how you said uh, you, i really like how you described this like you're totally right though like there's she's just gonna be like oh hey honey and you're gonna be like it's been four hours i'm dead yeah. now which and, is basically what I said, which did not garner me a lot of sympathy points. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that she's, like, super at fault. I don't think that there's any... I just mean, like, it's funny that, like, if, uh, you know, it works out that way if you're that... If you're, like, super early. No, I... I okay sorry go ahead continue. <laughs> well, my whole point was, like, it was kind of funny and, like, I... <laughs> I I didn't handle the situation with as much grace as it probably should have, and really? you know it just when you have a screaming two year old for the last twenty five minutes, like there's only there's only so much emotional intelligence that you can exhibit during those moments. But um, but in the aftermath of all that, like once we you know kids got home and she got home and like we're talking afterwards, but like it really is like just crazy how reliant I, like. That whole thing felt so like like it should never happen, but in a world, you know, 10, 15 years, 20 years ago, would have been like if that was your plan going into it. That's just the only outcome. That, that, the is, only the, outcome. that is the default. And that felt like such a egregious offense to how things should go nowadays. <laughs> I just I don't like there's there's certain things that happen in life where I realize like man the things that we are so used to are so not the way that things used to be and we just do not realize all those sort of things until they happen to us like this is a perfect example of that yep. and I don't know it just I I put it in my notes as a thing that like I I haven't really given this a fair amount of thought of like how life was different back in the day like if you wanted to go meet somebody for you know lunch someplace. And you both agreed like, oh, you know, let's go meet at 12 o'clock and something happened, but the other person already left. That was like, you just get stood up at the place that you go to do lunch or something <laughs> like it feels so foreign and it probably for anybody who's older than us feels like so obviously a thing that used to happen, but feels like so egregious nowadays where like the only time that would ever happen where you would not be informed like oh hey uh something came up i actually can't come to lunch uh would be just a text and then you would move on with your day but now you know you 
it has you have to you have yeah. to like you know leave your phone at home in order for that sort of thing. To, I I don't know. It was it's an interesting again, thing. We don't think it's really about weird it because it implies that she doesn't have an emotional reliance on the phone, and I do not. I I do find that very troublesome. Um, but <laughs> but no. So I completely agree. And I bet you we just like are actually way more efficient with our time than we ever were in the past. And I bet you that like we just completely take it for granted because we just shut like took that efficiency and we didn't use it to like have more leisure time and have more fun. We took it to be more productive and took it to be more absurdly connected and like use a ton of time on our email and our phone and our texts and stuff. But like you're totally right. I like uh, it, there's a huge amount of reliance on all the technology we have around us. So many people cannot get around if you don't give them direction or if you don't if they don't have GPS. Like if they're G, if they're like, "Oh, sorry man, GPS didn't t- take me to the right place." And it's like there's signs everywhere. There's signs everywhere. <laughs> it, everywhere yeah. you go in life there are signs. And like I so I, when when uh when I first moved out and when I first started driving, I wasn't allowed to have a, a GPS because my dad thought it would get me killed. Uh, so like, you know, I just learned to drive with signs, but I can't do it now. Or like, I don't even know if I can do it now. Cause I just don't ever try, but like there's signs no, everywhere. I, I mean, you get if on we were, I, we've talked about the podcast. Like I am absolutely atrocious at directions. And I think it was because of my reliance on technology to be able to bridge that gap for me. Because like I would print out map quest maps of how to get to yep. places uh, it just was not a thing that I ever had to get good at. And I'm totally. so jealous of the people. I mean, to some extent, like I'm super jealous of the fact that they're able to do that because they are, I mean, I mean unarguably better at getting to places than I well, am. The, the flip side of that is my dad may get lost because he asked me which way I came. And I said, I don't know, the, the, the freeway way, the, the <laughs> Google Maps way. And then he's like, oh, well, you know, I didn't know if I should go south down the 215. I'm like, I, I got nothing for you, Padre. And he, he and he may show up 30 minutes late. And that's because he doesn't want to use the GPS, really. So <laughs> who wins now, dad? Yeah, yeah dad. Uh, a thing that <laughs> is like really wild to me is even the concept. Like, because before, if you were going to meet a group of friends at a place, you just all had to talk about it either on the phone or in person ahead of time to some like, yep. uh, like days or hours ahead. And then you would just meet somewhere. And if somebody was like sort of late for whatever reason, they were just. I guess just screwed. Like, if, <laughs> like if all the plans weren't made ahead of time, like you just miss out. And I don't know. That whole thing gives me so much anxiety. Of like how like it's hard enough to like coordinate a group of people when you can text and like everybody can at the last minute ask a question. Whereas not that long ago, like very very recently, if everybody had agreed to do a thing and then everybody was driving or heading to that area or whatever it was that you were doing. And you had a question. You're just out of luck. Like there's, there's nothing like there's, you have no shot of getting a hold of anybody. That's not a thing that could happen. And that feels very, very right. Foreign. Yeah, it really does. I, I completely agree with you. And I also would say that like, uh, I, I don't know, man, I like, I one we're we're too dependent, but two like it's it, I assume that the the solution back then was just to be less efficient with your time, right? Like you don't make lunch plans that you couldn't you know have them be unexpectedly twenty minutes late for, and just move on with your life. You know what I mean? Like and you just try to show up early if you can, and if you have to wait, you just 
chill out in the restaurant, right? You just chill out in your yeah, booth. I guess. I don't know. That's super hard. I, I get so uncomfortable when I have to wait in a restaurant for 20 minutes like or 15 minutes. Like I don't know if you like get the same way, but I feel like such a jerk to the, the people at the restaurant. I mean, I guess oh, for it's, sure. Yeah. This is a foreign feeling to me now because I haven't been to a restaurant in a year. But, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I definitely feel like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'm sorry. I, I'm sure they'll be here any minute. Um, I, I will take an app. I, I don't know. What, what's your favorite appetizer? I don't know. I wasn't planning. I, 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 I. All right, Jeff. So I have uh, on here a uh, topic that I didn't do a ton of extensive research on, uh, but I think is really funny and I also is kind of interesting. Um, can, I, can I just say, Nick, we yeah. we just took a, like a short break and like you totally took charge here and I wasn't expecting it. Like I was, hey, just, I was thinking through like, you know, Nick, uh, we haven't done this in a while. It's been a few weeks. Like, do we still know how to do main topics? Do we not do research topics? And here you are. Like, we just sat back down and we're just like flying right into it. So I, I learned from the best. You, you do you do well with the transitions, and I just need to basically emulate you. And I, I'll I'll do. I figure it'll be good enough. Yeah. Worst case, you know, you can't criticize me for just talking like you in the transitions. So there you go. Right. No. Yeah. You did. You did excellent. Uh, someday, I, I hope that you can, you know, live up to the standard. But like, I mean, this is, this is a great step in the right direction. Nick, tell me about our main topic this week that I have literally no idea where this is going. Do you do you know uh do you know uh what uh do you know what Sardinia is or where Sardinia is? Uh huh. Yeah. It's uh like the uh. Like the fish things that you have in cans, sardi- sar- sardines. <laughs> There's also like a game I that you play that... in like uh, like where you hide. Um, yeah, sardines. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know what sardines are. Sardinia, Jeff. Uh, uh, is that s- Spanish for sardines? No, it's, it's Italian, I think. <laughs> um, Same. Well, so okay, it is a little uh, island in uh, in the Mediterranean. Uh, not little, actually. It's a pretty damn big island in the Mediterranean. Uh, it's a part of Italy, um, and the reason that I uh, I uh, have Sardinia listed here is that Jeff, have you ever heard of uh, of a cheese called? Oh, let me get it right. Casumarzu. Uh, I'm sorry, coming in. Casumarzu. <laughs> no. Kasu Marzu? Yeah, Kasu Marzu. Um, yeah, so Kasu, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, of course. Is, well, it the, the, is that the same as the one that comes in the wrappers that's yellow? No, no, definitely not. Definitely not the same. Okay. Actually. Well, then tell me about it. <laughs> so, Kasu Marzu is, um, it is cheese that is served with maggots. Right. <laughs> like most cheeses. <laughs> okay so i read a really interesting article that made me I, like both man. grossed out laugh a lot and also like kind of intrigued and just like interested in general about the uh about uh what is called sometimes like the world's most dangerous cheese which is Kas- Marzu, which is a sardinian cheese it's, there's a lot of other ones that are kind of like it in uh some of the surrounding areas where you literally serve cheese with maggots in it jeff it is not a good looking picture. Oh man, I need to hold on. I like I need to go find some uh snacks to eat while oh, I please, listen to this. Please, this is this seems please. this seems like something some, that needs get something really heavy, like oily, preferably. Something that <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe maybe with some cheese. Um, <laughs> oh, man, my God. Or anything that helps me not remember this ever, ever, ever again. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, so the reason cheese, I thought you might have uh, heard of it is that cheese. It, 
Yeah, Go maggot ahead. cheese. So Kazu Marzu literally translates to um, what is it? Maggot, it, maggot cheese. No, I already said putrid, it. putrid cheese. Actually, okay. it's, what, it's what its literal translation is. Okay, so Kazu Marzu is actually still like kind of a delicacy. It is more expensive than uh, than regular cheese in uh, in Italy and in uh, particular in Sardinia. Um, because it's like a cultural staple that's gone back a really long way. Um, Sardinia is a uh, an island that has a really big um, like uh, pasturing problem and herding. with maggots. Yes, and <laughs> problem with maggots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a uh, they have a really big history of uh, like going back hundreds and thousands of years of having a big uh, pasturing and herding industry, and they've just. So the this this stuff is illegal, I should say. As well, you would assume it would be right. Like it, it violates health laws both in Italy and in the EU. I mean, EU. that's the most relieved I've been since I know. you started the bit. So yeah, keep I know. going. I know. I, so at I'm, least I can. There's a. I feel like there is the tiniest sliver of a chance that I sleep at night. Uh, this oh, this good. evening. So good. I do appreciate the fact that it is illegal. Thank you. Uh, good, good. Uh, I will not subject you to a picture of it. Uh, I, I. So for our listeners, I am not like. Nor, nor could you. Uh, I like I have, <laughs> I have minimized discard Discord so so hard. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, you probably wouldn't see any with pictures of dead maggots because that's a sign that cheese has gone bad. In case you're wondering, okay. Um. <laughs> I, uh, frick, Nick. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if I'll- if the maggots have gone dead. I let me let me move on to the gross stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to subject our listeners to the gross part of it. Okay, this but is, this you is, have. But you. This I was have. literally what you wrote down I as have. the topic. No, I wrote down Sardinia. Sardinia is a lovely island, Jeff. Those Look are fish, pictures. Nick, in Spanish or Italian <laughs> or whatever. Okay, fine. So your maggot cheese is illegal. Uh, please it's, continue it's, your so story. It, so it's illegal, and you can be fined like thousands for it, but. Uh, Nick, uh, speaking of but, being fine thousands, like yeah. how how are we going to explain the fact that this is only going to be a thirty five minute episode? <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me, Jeff. Bear with okay, me. Okay. 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 But so the interesting thing about it is that it's still produced, even though it's illegal, even though there's big fines for against it against all odds. <laughs> against all odds. And so the reason that it's well known is because it's listed as like the most dangerous and like the grossest thing. And uh, Gordon Ramsay has has taken a bite of it. I watched a video of Gordon Ramsay like mm. grossed out eating a bite of it, and I was that was about as grossed out as I could get. Um, and so other, you know, like freaking famous, uh, you know, uh, either food critics or chefs that I don't know that because I, I don't watch that kind of stuff because I'm not, not good. Uh, have also indulged or made recipes of or talked about it or whatever, right? Um, so on the island, most of the locals will like roll their eyes at you um, if you if they're asked about it. Um, this is um, this is circa one of their. The, there's a someone there named Evo Pirisi, uh, who is the operator of the food tourism outfit Tasting Sardinia. Um, nice and, title. Yeah, it's a great title. Uh, I, I wish I had a title like that. He says, you know, younger, uh, younger uh, Sardinians are kind of like over it. They're annoyed at it. It's like a thing that people know about uh, about them. And, and it's Nick, like what, what, a, what about it? Are they over? Like, is there they're any over, particular? They're, they're, they're not, they're, they, they are. They roll their eyes because that's what the world knows of them because of things like these famous like, oh, the grossest foods you'll ever see. Um, but what also is interesting is that there's still a culture there of like 
they know that it's illegal. They know that it's gross and they still want to make it. And they're still pissed. They are upset that there are uh, what they, what some people there view as like overreaching health laws, telling them not to make it. Um, which is I, which is something else that made me like laugh. In the I'm middle holding of this. myself back. <laughs> I, right, right, right. Overreaching health laws, uh, pertaining to not maggot eating cheese. Correct. It's like saying like, oh man, prison hooch made out of toilet water and oranges is really overreaching uh, in its uh, regulation. It needs to be <laughs> out in the public in its fine. Fine dining. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't even. I can't even finish the sentences. It's so oh distracting because the maggots and the cheese. I agree. I agree. So okay, go uh, ahead. <laughs> no, you're totally. You're totally. Totally right. That's that was my first reaction too. Right. Um, and I'm. I'm not saying that that's not. It's not overreaching. It's not overreaching for the EU and Italy to have. <laughs> About your cheese. Well, I'm glad we can like I'm glad that we can continue the podcast together, Nick. Because if you thought that like the maggot cheese was like, you know what, we we here on this podcast, we're gonna hold a platform in which it doesn't matter what is crawling through your cheese, you deserve to have cheese rights to do whatever you want. And it doesn't matter if that is going to you know, result in some questionable health uh, outcomes of uh, the the cheese consumers. You you have the so right. Question, like it, questionable it, outcomes is exactly right. If if you can if you can call it cheese, it is free. It needs to be out. This is our rights. Cheese rights. Okay, go ahead. So one, I completely agree with you, and then two, I also will say, I I uh, I hope you agree with the non-joking part of me. I because <laughs> I, I said some questionable know. things. I, well, I agree with the non-joking part of you, and I, I okay. agree with your with your underlying point. I also will say I I made this a topic, and I was like, "There's no way I'm going to stop this from devolving. This is this is not going to be like a, an educated conversation." Until <laughs> Jeff about this article, I'm just going. Well, I've learned a lot about what not to <laughs> so, like. <laughs> so here, 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 hear me out for a second, okay? Okay. Because um, I completely agree with you. It's it's a stu- it's a stupid thing to to. Hold on to this, okay? Or, but it's like not stupid. It's it's like an illogical thing to hold on to this. It is obvious that a uh, that that is that laws like that are just normal health laws that the whole world has and we should have in some ways and yada yada yada. Um, but um, as some as uh, as Evo Pirisi said, we know they're not legal. We don't care. There's a whole culture to not just this, but like other kinds of. Uh, uh, not exotically. What's the word I'm looking for? Like traditionally made cheeses, uh, different kinds of cheeses that are not like uh, up to normal standards or are using mm-hmm. older methodologies and whatever else. That is like a whole culture here, <clears throat> and the the reason for it is that it's basically like a political statement of like you can't tell us what to do. We are who we are. We have our own personal identity that's outside of whatever the hell you join the EU and you make these rules, but we're our own place. Um, so uh, in this whole thing, uh, talking to some locals, uh, put, some of the locals sa- uh, said uh, things like, Sardinia has always been treated like a colony. There is never a will from Italy to promote the growth of local cultures. Italy doesn't care about our Sardinia except for the summers, when it's which quotes when uh, its beaches serve as a resort for the wealthy. Um, and, uh, and a famous author... Uh, British author D.H. Lawrence in 1921 called it a land belonging to nowhere, never having belonged to anywhere. And Italy recognized its unique story in 1948 
granting it partial autonomy. Uh, it's an island where most people don't speak Italian. They speak uh, Sardinian. And when uh, things started becoming, or when the economy there started suffering in the 60s and people started moving off of the island to mainland Italy, they had a really hard time integrating into society because of um, they had a fe- felt a very strong difference from the rest of Italy, which is very like proudly Italian. And they uh, faced harassment for their language and stuff like that. So the reason I say is that to quote this author, these grievances gave rise to an independence movement through the 20, throughout the 20th century so potent that it spawned radical militant groups that attempted to pull off assassinations, bombings, and kidnappings, mostly from the late 60s to the mid-80s, but as late as 2004 to promote their cause. Uh, Jeff, assassinations, bombings, and kidnappings for an island to secede from a freaking uh, a nation as like well-known and as modern as Italy? Like, that's really freaking weird! That's really, really freaking weird. Oh, and, man. Dude, like, I really, really hope the last five minutes of you talking was super interesting because I've been Googling things about maggot cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Okay. Keep, okay. Keep, like, so, all right. So, so, so home because, like, Nick, I got things to talk so, about as soon as you're so, done okay, talking okay, about yeah. your uh, Italian maggot cheese renegade or whatever it is that's happened. So, so I got, so here's, I got things. Here's here's the overarching point. I'm I'm trying not. To, so this is a really really well written article that I think does a good service of being like an opinion article that that dives into like the culture of a small known place and it's like weird quirk of this like really gross ass cheese that like is only known because of clickbait articles or like gross moments on reality TV, right? Um, So (sighs) cheese isn't related to that, right? But what it is related to is a sense of cultural identity that goes back hundreds of years. Uh, Even now there with, without having, there having been support for like their, their, uh, their traditional uh, economy, um, dairy sheep outnumber Sardinians nearly two to one on the Island uh, and a huge chunk of the pop- population is still involved in cheese making, and so like I I, I won't go into the, the 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 depth that this article goes into. I'll I'll link the article. I'll make sure you have the article for uh, the rest of it. But there's a lot to be said about how we express things and like have cultural, uh, it, like not just illogical things, but like things that are a part of the cultural zeitgeist and a part of cultural norms and a part of our cultural identity that is deeply political, but is not, but it's like political secondhand. It's, it's a, it's like a political statement outside of politics. How can cheese be political? But it totally is. It's about identity and it's about culture and heritage and about a people that feel weird and different and outside of the risk that feel disrespected and like their culture has been forgotten and moved on from and they want they want to it's an incredibly expensive cheese they they literally pay people pay illegally triple the price (laughs) of regular cheese to to get illegal cheese people still grow it even though you can be five thousands of dollars the thankfully like the italy doesn't like crazy enforce this to like you know run people out of business but maybe they should i don't know it's just So the reason I brought it up was just to say that, like, I found it really interesting that you could have something that is so uh, overtly not or um, overtly might have the wrong right word, but like uh, on the surface is so not political and so gross and quirky and freaking weird. And I am like just grossed out even talking about it. Uh, And it's 
like a a really a statement of culture and from the outside as you know americans who have this giant ass island of a continent that we live on with 300 million people that are you know on the mainland relatively well integrated at least you know me as a uh as a uh like lucky uh white dude in america like i'm pretty damn integrated and most of the people around me are pretty damn well integrated and it's like there's this little slice of of island that is like absolutely gorgeous that feels so disconnected from its from its both its heritage and it feels its heritage is so disconnected from uh like modern Italy and modern EU that they like want to make this gross gross ass cheese that's Nick. like freaking illegal. Nick. It's Nick. weird. It's weird, Jeff. Nick, are you are are you done? I'm done. I'm Can done. I'm done. Go ahead. Yes, talk to me about okay, these, here, these gross here, Google. First done. off, I want to talk about the fact that uh, you've gone off the deep end, and but that's okay. The deep end <laughs> is a place where you can. There's a diving board there. You can jump. Uh, I need that's to sure. take a step back. Uh, I have done some googling. I have okay. listened to nothing you've talked about, so I'm sure I'll enjoy it when I'm doing the edit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure, well, it's thanks. good. Thanks, man. I'm glad to know. Go ahead. No. Okay. So, like, here's no, the thing, I, Nick. You're You've fine, mentioned you're fine. some troubling, troubling thoughts. So, first thing I did was I Googled, are maggots bad? Because you know what? Maybe I am wrong. <laughs> maybe, maybe my opinion on maggots is not accurate. So, uh, here's what Google says. And this is probably true because it's from Google. Google um, knows. Although they are quiet invaders, maggots should be dealt with quickly. Some of the dangers of maggots include fly infestations and animal sicknesses if you have pets. If they get into any food meant for human consumption, they can cause bacterial poisoning. Nick, that sounds bad. It's really uh, bad. It's really bad, Jeff. So that that seems bad, uh, which I thought was enough, but then I wanted more supporting evidence. So I did some more Googling, and I landed on a mental floss uh, <laughs> uh, list <laughs> thing on maggots. So I, I need to talk to you about this, and then we'll we'll kind of you know regroup and see where we land on it. So okay, um, I'm di- I'm not even going to read the 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 details of these things. I'm just going to fly through these fifteen things here, Nick. Um, the life cycle of maggot is pretty intense, which, if you know anything about maggots, is definitely true. Um, number two, they are a voracious eater. Apparently, if they like uh, maggot cheese, they're first eaters. Uh, number three, <laughs> some maggots eat other maggots. That's a little messed up, if you ask me. Uh, number four, they generate a lot of heat. A little weird. Uh, number five, maggots respond to light and odors. So do I. Number six, people <laughs> used to believe so that maggots why. spontaneously appeared from nothing. That's a little bit disturbing. Number seven, they can help solve crimes. We're taking a different journey here. Uh. Number eight, maggots can also save lives. That's Look at them. <laughs> like the redemption See, arc look, is pretty so good. <laughs> uh, number nine, medical maggots are FDA approved treatment. FDA will approve anything say, these days, seven, apparently. If, if you just talked seven through nine, we'd be in good spot. <laughs> <laughs> number ten, more typical uses for maggots include help with composting. They make a lot of nasty things into less nasty things or more useful things. Number eleven, there's money in maggots. Okay, this is where the corruption happens. Number twelve, <laughs> in Sardinia, Maggot infested cheese is a delicacy. Okay. Yeah, see? See? Look at the this. Delicacy, we've, Jeff. we've reached full circle, but there's more. Uh, number 13. Scientists recently made a video of uh, botfly infestation to illustrate the infects, or insect's lifestyle or life cycle. Uh, it's probably pretty messed up to watch. Number 14. Some maggots have tails. 
I thought they were all tail, but <laughs> apparently here we are. And number 15, a parasitic <laughs> maggot is wrecking havoc on birds in the Galapagos. Nick, that is a pretty wide spectrum of maggot good and bad. Yeah. And I just want to say maybe it's good for cheese. Maybe cheese should <laughs> be more unregulated. I don't know if that's the point we we're going here. No, uh, that's I not just want to say I, for. I, I, don't, just... I don't feel like we 100% know uh, the impact of maggots in our society. We need to be careful about what we're putting out in the world. No matter how good or weird this cheese is, I, I don't know oh, if I, I can trust I these maggots. I do not care now. how good it was. I, I, I'm not. I'm never. You couldn't pay me enough to, to eat it, Jeff. It's just. It's not. I'm not. It's bad. What did uh, what 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 did all of our food? What what did Gordon Ramsay have to say about uh, this? Forbidden, uh, it was pretty grossed this out. I'll send you the video. Fruit. He's pretty. He's pretty grossed out. I'll just take your word for it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, uh, man, if there's any time now, we should definitely talk about the ways you can support the show. Um, if you are interested in listening to more of us talking, we record our Patreon Patreon only podcast uh, right before the show. It's just uh, you can you can get access to that at a. A dollar per main episode, we definitely will never charge. If we ever have any sort of extra thing or special deal or more than four episodes a week, well, nope, <laughs> more than four episodes a month. Like, it's just one a week. Uh, if we ever do any more than that, you'll never be charged more. But uh, yeah, if you there's uh, the $1 level, $3 level, uh, one, three, nine. It's a joke more than anything else, but uh, at, at just a dollar, you can come hang out with us and listen to our patreon episode but again as i will always say and i will always say that i will always say the best thing that you can do is share it with a friend uh the the way that we grow this thing is by word of mouth that's how i've listened to all of my podcasts i've never listened to a show that was not by word of mouth initially so uh there's that there's also our uh social media which we do a mixed bag as far as how often we do a good job at <laughs> that but you can certainly follow us uh, at tywasap at any of the social media things out there uh nick i is there anything i'm missing is there are there any things that we should talk about or mention that i haven't told no, you? I, think you, I think you cut i think you, cut right. you got you did good look at look at us go all right well nick i appreciate you taking the time uh potting with me uh you're welcome this has been the year we started the podcast thank you for listening